being that we're nurses and we are givers, we are carers, right? Mm -hmm. Because of that, I always, my spin that I take on nurses when I speak to nurses or like consult with them or whatever is if you don't do it, somebody who is waiting for you to do the thing can't do their thing. So when we remove ourselves out of the equation, because Mm -hmm. we are givers and carers, but we feel guilty and we don't want to hurt anyone or prevent anyone from getting to their next best version of themselves. Right. If we knew it would hurt ourselves, we would be okay with it. But if we know it would hurt somebody else, We're going to go through with it because we understand that someone else's next step depends on our steps. So I, I always tell nurses when I'm speaking to them, like, if you don't do it, it's selfish. Hey, nurses. I'm Kiana. And I'm Crystal. And this is the Nurse Boss Shift, where shift happens. We're here to help you shift your title from employee nurse to boss nurse. Step into your power as an entrepreneur and build a highly profitable business using the skills you already have and learn some new ones along the way. Let's get into it. Hello. 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 Yes. Well, first of all, this is exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Our very first show, our very first episode. How are you feeling? You know what? I'm excited. I'm feeling good. Definitely since it's our first episode, we know that we're going to kind of allow it to take a life of its own, but we still have that goal. So I'm definitely looking forward to that part of this journey. So how did we get here is the real question. (laughs) This is interesting because we're nurses and like, this is a whole podcast. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Who'd have thought? (laughs) Who did thought you no, go to nursing school to end up <laughs> with your podcast? So let's get into it. I guess yes. what we're going to go ahead and introduce ourselves and mm-hmm. just share a little bit of our journey. So we're going to question each other. Since it's our first podcast, I think it only makes sense that we introduce ourselves by sharing about ourselves and about our journey and why we're even here. What you think? Yes, I definitely agree to let those of you who are new, who have never heard of us before, kind of find out a little bit about us and ultimately see that you probably have a little bit of you in us, or we have a little bit of us in you. Exactly. Um, our nursing journey specifically. So yeah, I think it's, I think we should start there. I Let's agree. Start there. So tell us about you. We'll start with you and then we can come to me after. Tell us. What's your background? What's your story? (laughs) Okay, so my name is Crystal. For those of you who don't know, I'm a certified family nurse practitioner, wife, mother of two small children, two girls, ages two and a half and one. I reside in sunny California and I am by trade, I'm a nurse. So I was an ER nurse for 11 years, recently transitioned into the cath lab working per diem. But that was after, what, an 11, 12-year journey in my nursing career where I never thought I would only be working one day a week. And even that one day a week, it's still, I can give it up, but (laughs) I still have, you know, my, I have a, I always say I have a toast, I I have a toe in the water still at the hospital, but (laughs) I'm so excited for the journey that I've been on and where I'm going. So yeah, that's pretty much been my journey as a nurse. Most of my time was spent in the ER towards the end of my ER career, probably like the last four years or so I was burnt out completely. Um, The only reason I lasted, I'll say in the ER for an extended amount of time, because for me, once I make the decision in my mind, there's no stopping me. And I was definitely burnt out, but Uh, And we'll get into this later. I started to dabble in entrepreneurship. So I kind of started to go to work with a different mindset, knowing that working was just a means to an end and it wasn't where I was going to be for a very long time. So that made going to work more digestible, I guess you would say. And then I always say I kept having babies. So I had two babies back to back. So that kind of kept me out of the ER, um, working for a while with maternity leaves and all that stuff. So I got a little bit of a break, but it was definitely hard those last couple of years, just all the burnout I experienced. And then we hit COVID. So we already know what COVID did to us as a nursing community. So that's my background. 
as a nurse, um, as it pertains to my nursing career. How about you? What has been your background? And tell us a little bit about yourself and who is Dr. Jones? Great question. So I'll just give a little excerpt of my journey because I know we're here to stay for the long run and I got a long journey. (laughs) So I'll just summarize it really quickly. Um, So my name is Dr. Kiana Jones. I have been a registered nurse for 14 years. I started out in critical care. I was a full-time bedside nurse for about three years, three and a half years. (laughs) And then after that, I was per diem for the remainder of my years. Uh, Mm -hmm. Full-time bedside nursing was definitely something that I did not find enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Soon after I left and I started working for an organization that I really liked, although I stayed per diem, I have looked back on that and realized that it was really the organization that I worked for and not Mm -hmm. so much being a full-time nurse. If I was a full-time nurse at the other organization that I worked for, which was a larger teaching hospital mm-hmm. union, it um, they also had real lunch breaks and <laughs> things that really mattered to us. Right. I probably would have been in it a lot longer. I think eventually I would have left though. So I did the mm-hmm. um, per diem and I floated to all different units. I mean, I was in ortho, oncology, step down, you know, all the other units, I didn't go to I, go back to ICU at all. And when I was at the first hospital, I did, they had us rotating all the time. We rotated between ICU, PCU, ED, and PACU. So I pretty much have had experience in every unit. Never found a unit that made me want to stay <laughs> as a full-time nurse. Uh, so I don't think that was just something that would have been possible for me. So after that, I've actually been faculty for about 11 years at a university and it's a private university. I absolutely enjoy teaching. So I still technically am on payroll, even though I have not taken a class or anything since it's been about a year. Yeah. It's been over a year. It was a year in July, but they still have me on because as adjunct, if they ever needed me to like pick up or a class or something I could cover for them. I was lead instructor for public health for eight years. And then when it was time for me to begin my real, like my entrepreneurial journey where I was willing to go head on with it, Mm -hmm. that's when I decided to step away from there. So currently I own an aesthetic business in the Southern sunny California area. And I also teach nurses about that. So I have been a lot of things in nursing. I am a wife. I am a mother. I have a blended family of five, three kids that I birthed on my own, two bonus babies. And yeah, I'm just a full-time entrepreneur now at this point. I, wow. I, I don't have a pinky toe in. It's like right. all gas for me. <laughs> right. Right. So it's it's been it's been a journey, but uh definitely one that I would not change. I am a registered nurse through and through, and I'm just so happy that we are embarking on this journey together because we come from different areas. And we're yeah. able to bring in a lot of value to the listeners. So I'm I'm really, really excited about that. So now yes. that we've shared <laughs> yeah. our own personal journey in Plythe, let's dive into you and I. Mm. <laughs> because a lot of people are going to, they're already going to know that we obviously know each other previous right. to this podcast. Yeah. So let's share a little bit about our journey, kind of how we met and then how this podcast even came about. I'll let you go first. Yeah, so uh, the journey to this meeting was that I used my maternity leave. I I always say I got a lot done on my maternity leave because I was able to sit and actually have time to think, which a lot of times we don't have time to do that as nurses, but wanting to get out, and it, it was also COVID hit, so we were in that a couple of months, but Back up a little bit before then, I reached out to you because I heard you on a podcast and I had been thinking about starting an IV hydration. I don't think I thought at the time full-blown med spa, but I was wanting to start an IV hydration business and I heard you on a podcast and being that you were in my area, you're a woman of color who looked like me, you were doing what I wanted to do. To me, I had never had any problem with if I see someone doing something I want to do to reach out to them. So I ended up sliding in the DMs, reaching out to you, um, just letting you know that 
I, you know, saw you, I heard you on the podcast, you're doing what I want to do. And you were really an inspiration on that podcast. And then, you know, here we are on a podcast together. Um, but I heard you on that podcast, I reached out. Uh, and then fast forward a couple months later, the lady who I heard you on her podcast ended up having a kind of like a meet and greet with different nurse entrepreneurs, aspiring nurse entrepreneurs. I went to that because I was tired of being locked up in the house, both from COVID and um, maternity leave. So uh, we ended up meeting there. And from there, I think we exchanged numbers there maybe. Uh, and then you had, we're offering a brow course. So I thought that would be amazing to add since I wanted to do IV hydration. So we always talk business. Um, and then just leading up from that, just staying in contact, encouraging each other and building this bond that we have now just through entrepreneurship and you being big sister, my BB, which is my best business bestie. And it just pretty much uh, evolved from there, just supporting each other. Because when you're starting a business or have a business, you'll find that many a times your friends that you've had do not understand what you're going through. And also your big wins, sometimes you feel a little not embarrassed or ashamed, but just bragging, I guess you would say, if you have like a big win. So sometimes going to friends that you've already had, you don't want to seem like you're bragging or they just don't get it. So being able to have another friend in this space who I can tell my wins to and just kind of piggyback off each other and inspire each other is I think what made our friendship grow um, even more. How about you? For sure. <laughs> I, I You couldn't have said it any better. From okay. my perspective, it was just being, I don't, in, and I'm in, we're in SoCal. So mm -hmm. what I find is that there's not a lot of nurses who are like doing it big in entrepreneurship. And mm -hmm. I just couldn't find that community. Everyone in the network that I had was related to my employee status. And so now I'm trying to embark on this journey and I can't find anyone who is an entrepreneur and a nurse or, mm -hmm. you know, who stepped away from the bedside or stepped away from employee. And then when I got online, I did find the network, but it was like, they were far. And mm -hmm. so when you and I met, it was like, you know, I went, I went to the, the event and, you know, it wasn't close to either one of us, but it right. was just no coincidence that we, you know, were at the same location and we were able to, you know, kind of talk and really, network with other nurse entrepreneurs, which was one of my first experiences with the value of community mm -hmm. and networking and, you know, showing up. Right. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And so then when you, you and I worked together with your uh, permanent makeup and it was just, it was just easy, I think. Yeah. And so it just yeah. blossomed for there and from there. And what I realized is that, you know, when it's easy and it's effortless, you have to start following the good feeling. And mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, especially being a nurse, we know about teamwork. We know that it doesn't just have to be us. Most of the time, especially when we're working on the unit, we literally <laughs> depend on each other and rely on each other and each other's expertise. And like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And so yeah. for us to kind of build this together, for me anyway, it was just like a no brainer. The main thing I knew that I, I wanted as I was thinking, cause you know, the med spa is here and that's all mine. And sometimes I wish I would have had someone mm -hmm. who I could bounce ideas off of or someone yeah. who could share the risk with me. Cause right. if it doesn't work, it's all on me, you know? So I saw that as an opportunity for us, especially when we started, you know, being in each other's presence. And I'm like, we got a good vibe. And we both are passionate about serving. Both are passionate about adding value and really wanting to show others and be the example for others right. because we didn't really have that. So for me, it was just a no brainer. And it's just interesting how we're here though, because yeah. <laughs> we right. were, you know, in our IV hydration space, Crystal yeah. and I have an IV yeah. hydration training and, you know, Crystal started in concierge. I started in brick and mortar. So we thought this would be a great opportunity to help others to start it. And now we're, the podcast is here. And it's just right. like all these things that are being birthed as a result of us showing up, like either me showing up on that podcast, first of all, me reaching out to that individual who had the podcast and saying, Hey, 
I'm a nurse. This is what I do. Would you like me on your podcast? That was a huge step for me outside of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And then you seeing me on that podcast, reaching out. And then, you know, just the, the, the series of events that happens as a result of us stepping out of our comfort zone is amazing. And then now we're talking about it and trying to help (laughs) other nurses and do the same. I mean, (laughs) what else can you say? I think it says a lot about, um, like you said, networking. And now uh, we both being that that was one of your first and mine as well, how important networking is and, and showing up, just showing up. Um, And then networking, opening your mouth being, you know, because I'm not a big public speaker when I get around people, but I force myself. And now since I've done it so much, that's why you have to keep doing the thing that you're scared of because then it just becomes second nature. And yeah, sometimes, you know, networking, I'll be nervous to go say, but I know that I have to, especially all the connections that I've made since putting myself out there and doing it. Now there's no, it's, it's no option. (laughs) Like when you're in a room, especially a room with people who are doing the thing that you want to do, you have to show up and also open your mouth and meet people and talk and talk about what you have going on. That's the only way you're going to get, um, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. So. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. And I mean, just the, the idea, like it literally gives me chills when I think about how many doors have been open for me, for you, for us, for our community, because somebody made a single decision. Mm-hmm. And that single decision led to this decision led to that decision. And it's just on and on. And now, you know, we're here. Right. And and so this podcast really is truly, truly an example of what could come mm-hmm. to fruition if nurses, since we're t- our audience is nurses and we're focused on nurses, since if nurses started to show up as the best versions of themselves. Yes. I mean, hands yeah. down. And, and what we are creating here is something that is not out there, right? I mean, we're nope. two people who actually know each other and we're chill. So I love the fact that the whole goal behind this is like, let's just talk about what we talk about. Let's, right. let's be transparent about our story. Let's see who we can actually help and add some value to and get them to build their businesses. And hopefully they will in turn, help other people and other mm-hmm. nurses do the same. So that that's truly what I love about what we're doing and what we're creating here. Yes. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And just hoping that we can be an inspiration to other nurses, uh, like you said, and just giving them their aha moment of the same aha moments that we had, but we fought through those. Sometimes people can hear something and say, oh yeah, I want to do that. I want to start a business, but then they let fear set in. So this whole podcast is to show, you know, our listeners that we were fearful too, but we still showed up and we still did what we have to do. And here we are now on a podcast, which neither of us expected, but it only comes as a result of us doing the thing. You guys are listening to us and we are laughing at each other and we are figuring this thing out. But guess what we're not doing? We're not sitting up asking Mm. for permission. We're not sitting up wishing that we could or talking about our ideas and not taking action. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think we're just so hard on ourselves. Um, For example, with this podcast, we're new and we're doing it ugly. And most likely from my entrepreneurial journey, what I've learned is I'm such a hard critic on myself when people just want the information. So the nurses listening to us right right now, you guys just, just want to be inspired to know that you can start your own businesses and that you can be successful. But if we sit here and say, no, we're not going to put this episode out because it's late and we don't look our best or we don't have the best lighting or, you know, I've been sick the last couple of days. If we let all those things get to our head to prevent us from doing what it is that we need to do, we wouldn't be able to serve the people that we have been sent here to serve. So no, exactly. And I always say like, you have to, because, and especially, you know, being that we're nurses and we are givers, we are carers, right? Mm. Because of that, I always, my spin that I take on nurses when I speak to nurses or like consult with them or whatever is if you don't do it, somebody who is waiting for you to do the thing can't do their thing. 
So when we remove ourselves out of the equation, because Mm -hmm. we are givers and carers, but we feel guilty and we don't want to hurt anyone or prevent anyone from getting to their next best version of themselves. Right. If we knew it would hurt ourselves, we would be okay with it. But if we know it would hurt somebody else, we're going to go through with it because we understand that someone else's next step depends on our steps. So I, I always tell nurses when I'm speaking to them, like, if you don't do it, it's selfish. So whatever that thing is that you have kind of in your ear that you've been thinking about or that, you know, you, you, you can't sleep at night sometimes because it comes up or, you know, it's all around you and you still haven't done it. It's because you need to do it. Mm-hmm. And so if you haven't done it, you are uh, preventing someone else from being the best version of themselves. So had we not started this podcast, maybe other nurses are going to start podcasts or maybe we're going to be the light that strikes the match that lights the flame mm-hmm. <laughs> for somebody else. <laughs> oh, <Yes. no. laughs> that is so, that so, is so But true. the thought of not doing it and knowing that somebody else may have to suffer from it, mm-hmm. I can't. That, yeah, that's and just I, what it comes down to. I had heard that before and dealing with my own imposter syndrome that I dealt with for a while and just being such a hard critic. And I, I heard someone say that someone is waiting for you to show up in order for them to make their next steps, like you're saying. And, and yeah, maybe it is the nurse in me, but that really struck a chord because you're right. If I thought it would just hurt me, <laughs> it's like, oh, whatever. Um, like, you know, <laughs> that, that video might, that, you know, real or post might not get so many likes. Oh, well, then I just won't post it. But knowing that someone needs to hear what you have to say on that reel or on that post, it forces me to do it more because I know someone else is waiting for me to show up. So it's very, it's very powerful when you put it in that perspective that it's not just about you, but it's about the person who's waiting for you to show up. And either that might be another nurse, or if you're thinking of starting a business, Ivy Hydration, that person needs you so that they can feel their their best to Mm -hmm. give them hydration. If it's a nursing home, you know, those patients need you to start that nursing home so that they can get better. It's, it's all cause and effect. So you have to learn, especially in this entrepreneur space to show up. Yeah. And that kind of dives into the, the why of it all. Right. So it it can't just be, and, and we'll talk about this on other episodes as well, but your motivation cannot be financially driven. That's not enough. And I know it sounds Mm -hmm. crazy, especially because we, you know, we exchange time for money and we work hard, but it, it's not enough. When no. the money starts coming in, it's not going to keep you going. What's going to keep you going is your why. So the question yeah. becomes, why are you doing this? When you have that why, when you know the impact that you're going to make, that can be your guide or that can be what you remind yourself of when times get hard and you can, or, or when you think about, I can just go pick up another shift or mm-hmm. I'll pick up a travel assignment or whatever, because mm-hmm. the money is not coming in like you like, that is when you anchor to that why, right? And of course yeah. your spirituality or religion, yeah. if you're religious, but it has to be bigger than you, which brings us to the next topic. What do you think or what do you, would you like for our impact to be with this podcast? I mean, cause we are the nurse boss shift. Yes. So what, what does that mean to you? Yeah. So the nurse boss shift is all about, to me, um, shifting mindsets of nurses to know that they can do whatever it is that they want to do. Um, I have found through speaking with different nurses who want to start in uh, entrepreneurship and they're always asking, can I do it? Uh, Do I have enough skills? Do I need to go back to school to do it? And I think as nurses, we really underestimate how much power we have and how much skill we have already. Um, I always say there are entrepreneurs who are millionaires who barely have, don't even have a high school diploma. Yes. But they made a decision to start and they made a decision to find people who can help them do whatever it is that they want to do. So I hope to be an inspiration to nurses. I hope to um, show nurses other types of jobs we can do as nurses or businesses that we can own as nurses that um, don't require us to trade time for money, don't 
require us to be mentally and physically exhausted by the end of it. Um, I just want to be an inspiration to nurses and to be able to be the community and support that I wish that I had back when I was starting my journey um, and also realizing or when I came to find a group of nurses who were in entrepreneurship and uh, really just killing it, starting their businesses. And it was just such an inspiration to me. So I just want to pass that on and be an inspiration to other nurses um, to A, cure burnout because I I went through a really rough period of burnout. So I feel that entrepreneurship and investing and just finding other ways to use your money versus getting in the cycle of just working extra shifts and working overtime and pretty much just killing ourselves as nurses, especially with COVID. And, you know, we don't know if it's going to come back with a vengeance again, uh, this, this flu season. So I just want to be that inspiration to nurses to let, let you all know that you can do it. We did it. We are no different than you. The only thing the difference is that we made a decision to start and yeah, I just want to be able to create this community of nurses that we've already started to create, especially with you, Dr. Jones, um, starting to create this community of women to be what we didn't have when we first started out yes. in business. Where do you see or what, what is your vision for the podcast and where do you hope that our listeners, you know, learn and get from it? You know, I everything you said, first of all, <laughs> um, I want to change what people think of when they think of nurse. Mm. And, and honestly, that's an everything that I do. And it's funny because I didn't think this way before. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it wasn't until I was in the PhD program and I had one of my professors challenge me because I was saying nurses, like we're carers, right? Jane Watson, like I studied the caring mm-hmm. theory. Like I <laughs> understood these theorists everything was about caring and human touch and this and that. And so I'm like, we're nurses. And she, she, her challenge was we will never be respected as scientists. Mm. If we continue to try to base our profession off of something that is immeasurable, Mm. we cannot measure care. We cannot measure love we can and i'm like I'm, I'm telling you when i tell you i argue with my professor till one day we of course we had to read a lot of research articles and it was one day uh i had read i don't even remember the article that i read but it was just talking about the differences in like a profession versus mm-hmm. like something that is skill based or you know nothing wrong with skill based professions like an, ele- an electrician or a plumber mm-hmm. or you know and when as i was reading this it was like it was nursing was there with like the plumbers and the electricians mm-hmm. and you know like the trades cuz we really were about okay at the theoretical level which is where the philosophical level right the phd's is like oh you know everything was caring and the human touch and the human care and theory all these different ones And then, you know, when you got to the hospital, it was, can you start an IV? Do you know how to insert a Foley? How Mm -hmm. well can you change that wound dressing? How Mm -hmm. well, you know, it was just all menial skill base. And so when I was in the PhD program is when I realized, and I was like, this is why we're not in STEM. That's, this is Mm -hmm. why we're not in STEM because we are not respected because we don't even really know where (laughs) we're positioned. We think that as a nurse, you have to be in scrubs with a stethoscope at the hospital. Yeah. And so I really, and I, it's so funny because one of the first Facebook groups I ever made, don't look for it, you guys, because it's, (laughs) it's, it's gone, but it was one of the first ones. And I said, even if you're not working at the bedside, you are still a nurse. I Mm. want, and my hope for this podcast is that we start to be synonymous with nurses being a nursing being a profession and mm. not just based on a skill, right? right? So it will not be a surprise if you have a nurse who is the owner of a medical spa or a nurse who is the owner of an investment bank or a mm. nurse who is the owner of an insurance company, or, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to throw out options that's, that are not related to nursing because mm-hmm. that, because we're more than that. Right? right. And I really want right. nurses to listen to our podcast and us, you know, we'll have different entre- nurse entrepreneurs on here, but not all of the nurse entrepreneurs are going to be doing things that are in healthcare. 
And that is okay. And guess what? They are still nurses. So I want to change what nursing looks like in this current climate. And more importantly, give us our flowers. You know, we have carried so many of the, like this last two years, anything that broke out, we carried it. I'm biased and I always say that because I know I am, but I was also at ground zero and I saw us taking care of those sick, sick, sick patients. And I was one of the nurses who did it. So I just feel like we are so much more. And if nothing else, I want nurses to shift. And when I say shift, it doesn't mean leave the bedside. It doesn't mean not be an employee if that's not what you want to do. But I do want you to shift and understand that there is a lot more that you can do. And so if you make the conscious decision not to do it, it's a choice. It's not because you feel like you have to be where you are. And then another Mm -hmm. thing I want nurses to do is understand that everybody needs some extra money on the side, extra something on the side, side business, investments, whatever it is that you're doing. Maybe you are happy with the bedside, but you definitely have another stream of income. And I'm hoping that those who do want to stay at the bedside and are happy or as an employee are able to find something that gets them an additional stream of revenue. And that would be great. So pretty much open to whatever, as long as we are changing the landscape for our profession and just really getting people to understand that we are more than scrubs. Yes, and a stethoscope. <laughs> and a stethoscope, oh yeah, and a stethoscope. <laughs> and beyond the bedside, yeah. <laughs> beyond yeah. the bedside. I want those who are though at the bedside to be happy. Yes. And, and you know, I think that is gonna improve patient outcomes as well. Cause when I worked, as a per diem nurse, I was the happiest four day a month nurse you could find. Right. Nothing exactly. bothered me. Nope. <laughs> I literally, and I, we're in Cali, so you know, we have ratios here. And yeah. it rarely, I mean, probably I can count on one hand if I was ever out of ratio at the larger hospital that I worked at. But yeah. the very few times that I were, I did not, I was not, because I knew they had mm-hmm. no other choice, one, but two, I only worked four days a month. Right. So I was happy. I was taking care of my patients. I was in a very good place when I was working because I was not burnt out. Yep. And that's the same when I started my um, side business, going to work, knowing that you have other things on the side, like I don't need these people. It's just a different, it's a different vibe that you have when you, when you go to work and you know that you're onto something else or, or not even onto something else. Like you said, we definitely know that everyone doesn't want to be an entrepreneur, but just having the additional streams of streams of income just makes you such a happier um, person, a happier nurse, because you don't have to go in and do those overtime shifts because we know you work three, you know, everyone thinks, Oh, nurses, you guys have a great schedule. You just work three days a week, but what good is working three days a week when I'm dead for two days and I don't want to get out of the couch off the couch and I don't want to do anything. That's not living. So Mm -hmm. to take, you know, and that's just a three day a week shift, not to mention if you have to work overtime to keep up with the bills that you've created from working all the overtime, you know, have you a little side hustle where you can put in a couple hours and, and make six figures potentially with the side business. And then I'm pretty sure once you do that, now this is just my guess, but I'm pretty sure once you see how easy that money comes in, then the shift will happen where you start to think, Hmm, I don't have to trade 12 hours of my life anymore to make the same amount of money that I just made in two hours. Then you might shift and be like, you know, bedside nurse or hospital nurse isn't for you. But in the meantime, if you love bedside, please stay there, but please just have additional additional streams of income either through a side business or investment so that you um, don't have to work all that overtime burning yourself out. And I love that you said that with the 12 hours, because it just reminded me, I remember this is me working per diem. Now, mind you, working per diem, I worked at a large, like I said, a large hospital and they pay, they have the top pay in Southern California, the top pay in Southern California for per diem. Right. And so I just remember, so it was great. And I had already convinced myself, like, it's the best thing since sliced bread. I'm so lucky, which I was, don't get me wrong. But when I started making more money in my Mm -hmm. business, 
then I started really being meticulous about my time. And I'm like, okay. Because I had talked myself that this was great. It's only one day a week. It's 12 hours. You know, right. hey, I'm doing really good. But what happened was it started getting in, a, in the way of the money that I could generate mm-hmm. in my business. And so then I got to thinking, okay, this is 12 hours, but I'm on the freeway because y'all know I'm in SoCal and this was pre-pandemic. Right. I'm on the freeway for an hour and a half. No, well, total of three hours because it would be like almost two hours coming and like an hour going. That's almost three hours. That's 12 hours working, technically 12 and a half, right? Because we got lunch. And then plus that three hours, that's almost 16 hours. So then I started doing the math. Okay, 16 plus 16 plus 16. That's a lot of hours that I'm taking away from my business. Mind you, I can work and have a client and make Mm -hmm. almost what I make in an entire shift in a couple hours or an hour or so, the math started to not math. (laughs) I was like, yeah, you start looking at things different because when we are exchanging time for money and then we get in business and we realize you don't have to exchange time for money, you exchange value for money. And value can be a minute, it could be an hour, Mm -hmm. but you're getting paid for your value it starts to look different. So I, I'm hopeful that we'll get, be able to get nurses as well to see things from a different perspective. Still doesn't mean leaving the bedside if they're happy with it. It's just being able to understand and realize that this time is irreplaceable. I mm-hmm. hated being on, the, being on the freeway for three hours. I legit hated being on the freeway for three hours because I couldn't get that back. I couldn't yeah. get that time back with my kids. Yeah. I couldn't get that time back with my family. You know, always, even though it was one day a week being gone when they woke up in the morning and they were going to bed when I came home, that still bothered me a lot yeah. because yeah. I felt I wanted to be yeah. there with my kids. And don't mm-hmm. don't let me be working and they had a game or anything mm-hmm. like that. It, it was just all bad. So I just want those who wanted to receive it and those who may not yeah. be ready to receive it, just understand we support you. And I would just like, if if anything, if nothing else, I would love if we could just get nurses to be able to work there full time, three day a week or five day a week if they're in primary care or whatever at the clinic, be able to just work that and then mm-hmm. for their extra money, have another stream. That's, yes. that's, if I can get that, that I'd be happy with that. Because I know that once they do that, they're going to want to, they're going to want to, they're like, okay. We, we already know that part. But. <laughs> right. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be happy. We so, got to okay, tease them with we, the side uh, business. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because once you get that and you start getting, you start getting paid for your value, there is a light switch that comes mm-hmm. on like, huh, <laughs> right. Um, so, okay. Before we head out, Let's really quickly, I want to know from you, what was your aha moment when you decided to even make the shift? What was the moment that you just decided to shift? Yeah. So I think it was, I was working, I wanted to do IV hydration. I had this idea um, to do it. Didn't even know that it was a thing. (laughs) IV hydration, found a course, took the course. And I want to say that what really probably drove me, and I just kind of thought about this the last week or so, um, into taking entrepreneur entrepreneurship serious is having my babies and having them during COVID and just being really scared to go to the hospital with the fear of them getting infected, us getting infected. And then also, like you said, not seeing them because I didn't really understand. Of course, I didn't have any kids at the time, but seeing that, wow, I really left, they were asleep. And then I come home and I have like a 15 minute window with them. So that probably really propelled me into taking entrepreneurship serious. But the other things with just wanting to leave bedside, knowing that that wasn't for me would would be just really the begging for time off really affected me, having to find my own coverage, to be able to do something because I really enjoy spending time with my family and vacations and just having to beg for beg for it and the politics at the hospital. You know, if you weren't friends with the charge nurse or the in crowd, then you got the worst assignments and just seeing all that, mm-hmm. that stuff that went on just didn't sit right with me. Um, and then again, knowing that I wanted to start a 
you know, start Ivy Hydration, definitely thinking of just starting it off as a side business, but then seeing a community of other nurses who were doing big things in entrepreneurship, who were making their own schedule, deciding on what patients they took and what patients they didn't want to take. Um, that really inspired me. And that's when I knew, no, this is the track that I want to take. I don't want to um, mm -hmm. continue on with, um, with bedside nursing. And I was already in school getting my nurse practitioner and two, also having preceptors who own their own clinics and, and things like that too. It's just the thing where we always say you take one step and you just put, you know, put it out there and just decide. And then once I decided, it's like all these things, I decided kind of before school that I wanted to look into doing a business of IV hydration and then being partnered with a nurse practitioner who owned her own business. So it was like at each step of the way, I kind of had someone come into my life to show me that I could do it. Um, so that was pretty much my aha moment is just seeing other people doing it and the lifestyle that they were living made me want that same lifestyle and also know that I could have it because I don't think um, at the time I would even fathom that I could make my own schedule as far as, okay, I want to work a day or two at the clinic and then I want to do stuff at home and be able to work from home and work from anywhere. I don't think I was, would be able to fathom that, especially being new as a new nurse. Um, but now where I am now knowing that that's definitely possible. Um, it's definitely possible to have the life you want and I'm just going to go and get it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, sure. what was your aha moment? Interested to hear that with entrepreneurship and just knowing that you wanted to make that shift. You know, it is funny. I, I have a lot of aha moments <laughs> yeah. in this journey, but I will say that I really realized that there was more for me when I, I'll just tell the story of when I got bored at, as a house soup mm -hmm. and I literally, it was the best job, which is crazy. It, had I gotten this job when I first started nursing, I'd probably still be at that job right now. Mm -hmm. But I had already begun taking steps and I had already been shown that there was more for me, right? Because yeah. every time I put myself in these tight, awkward situations, meaning like leaving my job with a two, without, no plan, giving them a two week notice without a plan. And it always worked out. Right. Yeah. So when I got this house soup job, it was the best. I had the best team. I actually enjoyed the population I was working with. They're underserved. It was 12 hour shifts, but like I probably worked a couple of hours of the 12 hours total combined. <laughs> um, so it was super chill, but it was not fulfilling, meaning I didn't feel like I was being challenged. I could do it with my eyes closed and I knew I needed to shift. So I started really going heavy in mindset because mm -hmm. I was so afraid <laughs> to actually take the step. And so I started like reading and I started listening on YouTube to all these motivational speakers like Les Brown, E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher, uh, Tony mm -hmm. Robbins, Dean Graziosi, like uh, Jim Rohn, like even mm -hmm. the old school ones, like, yeah. uh, it was crazy. And as I was listening to them, I was just getting more and more pumped, but I was realizing a lot of my shortcomings and why I was not taking the steps I needed to take to get to my mm -hmm. next level. Mm -hmm. And um, one of those was not speaking enough to people, which is yeah. crazy. I know people yeah. can't even imagine that, yeah. but <laughs> that was one of them. And then also it was me staying in my comfort zone. And mm -hmm. so I had to get outside of that and I just didn't quite know how. And the reality mm -hmm. of it was there is no right way to do it. You just have to do yeah. it and trust yeah. that everything was going to work out, which is exactly what I did. So I actually gave my notice for my, now this was my benefited job. You know, people don't leave benefits, right? right? So they say, <laughs> this is my benefited job. And I only had it because... I needed benefits. And what I didn't know was that I could purchase my own benefits. And I didn't know it because I had been told, you know, the only way you can get it is through an employer. Right. It wasn't until I decided that I was going to take that leap that I actually did my own research to find out that I could pay for my own benefits. <laughs> right. And so I gave my notice uh, in February of 2020. This was my benefited job. I gave my notice. And then March, my notice was I had to give a 30 day notice since it was an administrative position. Right. So I gave my notice, 30 day notice. And so my last day was March 1st. 
COVID hit like the 26th of March, Wow, the 26th, I literally, but I, I was, and it's funny because here's when you'll be tested. When you make these decisions, all of a sudden, all kind of, either you may mm-hmm. get an opportunity to advance or, you know, you got another bill in the mail or right. something happens to try to stop you. And that was one of those moments for me. And I'll be honest, I called my old boss and I was like, it's my job. They didn't want me to leave. First of all, they love me to death. Right. So I'm like, it's my job still. Like, can I get back in like COVID hit, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, yeah, we can figure something out. And I said, and I'm glad she said yes, because then it put me in a position. If she would have said no, then I would have said, I wouldn't know if I had the courage or if it was, I didn't have no choice. Right. So because she said, yes, that put me in a situation yeah. where I could go back. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, like, I've done all this work. I've, I finally gave my notice. I finally quit because I want to dive into my entrepreneur, my business. And if I go back, I'm going to take, that's going to be steps back. And when am I going to ever get enough courage again to leave, even in right. spite of COVID? So I decided right. not to. And that was, and when I did that, all these doors started to open for me. Right. Yeah. I was in a very yeah. uncomfortable situation. COVID had hit. Nope. This had never existed before. So right. we didn't know what it was. Yeah. The people was fighting over toilet paper. Like we didn't know <laughs> what, what life was about to look like. But I made the decision. And I feel like because of that, God just he he said, OK, you're serious. And he started yeah. just blessing me. And like, it hasn't stopped since my kids, they're never my family. We have insurance. We have dental insurance. I literally only pay $300 more a month for that. And I, that's what held me back because that's what I was told I needed and I couldn't get it on my own. So I was going to say for the listeners, what, what COVID also meant for you and why that time was so, was so tricky for you is because you owned a med spa and it was shut down essentially because of COVID. Yes. So it's like you get up yes. all this courage to leave yes. and put into your business that's shut down. <laughs> it's like, now what do you do? And yeah, that definitely would have probably been, I would have been calling my old boss too. Like, period. Uh. <laughs> listen, and I forgot to even mention that part, y'all. Yeah. So I was doing good in my med spa. I had clients, everything. And then the governor of California, for those who are not in California, we were the yeah. very first state to shut down, shut down, shut down. Right. Yeah. Like he wasn't playing. And so that meant, all elective medical procedures, everything. And of course, non-invasive aesthetics is definitely closed down. So it was, it was a test, you know, it was a test. And I I feel like that was also an opportunity for me to, cause I got out there in them COVID streets, (laughs) picked up me an eight week travel assignment, but that put the nail in the coffin for me. I had the travel assignment. I was like, okay, this is why I had to go through this. So you guys, yeah. a lot of you are not doing what you need to do or you're afraid, but some of those experiences that you're going to have are going to be those opportunities, exactly what you needed to mm-hmm. get you to that next step, like to get you yes. in the mindset, to get you strengthened, you know, mentally strong to handle it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened to me. So that was definitely my aha moment. Listen, and there will be many more. Right, right. <laughs> and that's what I love about business is that it teaches you so much about yourself and it teaches you so many things you didn't know. I don't want to say bad things, but things you need to fix because it's honestly so easy to just go in You're, you know, they, you go to work, you know what you have to do. You check the check boxes. You, you, it's the same routine every day, but when in business, it's so different and it teaches you, you, you either have to get strong or you're going to not succeed. So it just teaches you so much about yourself and pivoting. And we'll get definitely get into that. Um, and, in future yeah. episodes, because that's a whole episode on itself. But yeah, that's what I love about being entrepreneur because it, it makes you strong. <laughs> it definitely makes you strong. Even nurse entrepreneurs, though, because we can easily get a job. So that makes it even harder. Because right. you got some people, they can't easily get a job yeah, in their profession. Yeah. We can. So right. that makes it even more difficult for us because the minute things get a little rocky, we'd be like, ah, I'm going to go pick up that job. I'm going to go pick up that yeah. travel assignment. And you're not giving yourself time to really grow in your role and nurture your new role as an entrepreneur. You're not giving yourself Absolutely. that opportunity every time you go back. So 
Well, this has been exciting. So listen, we want those who are listening, we hope you subscribe. You guys, we are we have some amazing interviews coming up. We are just two nurses that are trying (laughs) to leave our mark and impact other nurses to get into this entrepreneurial space and to dive into the shift. So Chris, do you have any last words? And then I'll go after you. Last words. I just want those listening. If your wheels are turning now, just continue to tune in, subscribe to the channel. Um, But don't let that just go by the wayside. Really think about what it is that you want to do and the life that you want to live because you can truly have it. So um, I just want you to you know, until the next episode, those who are listening, just, um, listen to what you're telling yourself and listen to if you need to make a shift, um, and really start to foster that and really follow it and do some thinking, take some time, schedule some time, because if you wait for time to make time for itself, it never will. So schedule time and really think about what it is that you want to do and start writing in a journal and just kind of journal those things out over this next week. Like, what is it that you really want Is it like Kiana said, maybe it's you like bedside or you like the job that you have. You might just need to switch organizations or you need to switch units or maybe it's you want to do something different altogether and you're having this business idea that you've been thinking about. But really think about it. Don't just put it to the back of your mind anymore. We're here to inspire you and tell you to think about those goals and those dreams that you have. And hopefully we can inspire you to go after them. How about you? Exactly. Yeah, I couldn't have said it any better. Just you guys tune in. We have some amazing episodes coming up and we just want to continue to be the change that we want to see in our nursing profession. Um, Yes, we are advocates for entrepreneurship for sure, (laughs) but we do understand that it may not be for everyone, but everyone, like I said before, should definitely have an additional stream of revenue. And just come on here if you just want to laugh and learn. Like you don't even have to. If you're not into entrepreneurship, we still are nurses. So we're going to talk. You can still get something. Right. (laughs) You can still get some gems. The next time you tune in, make sure you bring a friend or refer a friend. Tell them to join in. Join on. (laughs) And this to your nurse besties. Yes. Bring your nurse besties. This is just the beginning. (laughs) All right. Well, that's the end of our episode. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you and we'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that you had as much fun as we did and most importantly, got tons of value from this conversation. Post your biggest aha moments and tag us on social. You can find all of our info in the show notes. And if you love the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review. We're so grateful for each and every one of you and cannot wait to see you crush it in your businesses. Talk to you next time.